I'm Kim Boo, the host of the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm bringing my years of experience as both a fan fiction writer and a professionally published author to the problem we all love to hate, the act of writing. You can't improve on something that doesn't exist, which means the most important thing you can do is simply write anything. Just write something. I'm here to help you do that. Good morning. It is Saturday and I'm recording the podcast like a dutiful podcaster on schedule. Will this get posted on Monday? That's an entirely different story and I'll keep you posted for sure. You know that I am absolutely devoted to y'all because I had to turn off the heater to record this podcast because my mic was picking up the noise of the heater running in the background. So I had to turn it off and it's very cold. I think it's just under 40 degrees, despite the fact that it's 1030 AM. And for me, as a Floridian, that's pretty much Arctic temperatures. So heater is off, but I am wearing a hoodie. I've, of course, fully dressed. I've got a blanket wrapped around my legs to keep my feet warm. I have socks on, so I'm about as bundled up as I can be and actually not have my teeth chattering while I try to record this. So moving on, this is episode seven of The Author Alchemist, and today we're talking about trusting your obsessions. This podcast idea was inspired by actually the the confluence of two different things. One was an old Tumblr post that I had saved that was quoting an old, even older speech by Neil Gaiman, uh, what is it, 1997 or so, about trusting obsessions and the value of going down research rabbit holes. And I'll get to that in a sec. But the other part of the inspiration of this was me on Twitter. Of course, I I'm mutuals or follow a lot of writers who talk about writing. That's what we do. And there always seems to be a theme when writers talk about writing of how we're not writing, how we are not actually doing the thing, how we're doing something else, how we're tweeting instead of writing, how we're uh, reading a book instead of writing, how we are learning some new obscure trade or skill. You know, we're learning how to cobble shoes instead of writing. All right, that's all fair. We do need to write at some point. But I think sometimes we tend to get away from the fact that writing is energy intensive, brain intensive, and we can't do it 24 hours a day. As much as honestly I would love to, we can't. Our brains just don't work that way. Even writers with incredibly high output uh, on a daily basis, two to 10,000 words a day, and it's possible tend to need breaks scheduled into their life, whether it's a day off or they write long and hard for three months and then take another full month off. Breaks need to happen. Distractions need to happen. And we spend all this time and energy focusing on things we're doing instead of writing. And it just made me think of this pullout from Neil Gaiman's speech because he was saying 
that even though you don't always use your obsessions, sometimes they can become really valuable and turn into something that is useful, usable, enriching for your writing. So that's why I wanted to talk about this. The quote that really grabbed me from his speech is this part of it. Go where your obsessions take you. Write the things you must. Draw the things you must. Your obsessions may not always take you to commercial places or apparently commercial places, but trust them. If you are doing something that is not writing, please allow yourself the grace and the freedom to do that thing. Not long ago, I was listening to a book that I was really enjoying and as I was walking the dog, I listen to audiobooks as I walk the dog just because it's a way to keep myself from being incredibly bored while Keely stops to smell yet another bush along the way. So I listen to audiobooks. And interestingly, I only listen to nonfiction audiobooks. I've tried to listen to fiction audiobooks. I really just can't get into it. I have listened to some podcasts, not audiobooks, that are produced stories that can be really good. And I've enjoyed those because those are really harking back to the old radio shows, right? Or even further back, you know, to storytelling around the fire in the, the, the early stages of humanity when all stories were oral traditions. So in that sense, I do enjoy listening to fictional stories, but for some reason, audiobooks, uh, fiction audiobooks, I've never been able to grab onto that as something I enjoy. Nonfiction though, gosh, I've read a lot of nonfiction and a broad spectrum. It's not like I just listen to memoirs or I just listen to science textbooks or biology books or reviews of archaeology or something like that. Kind of all over the place. I'll grab whatever interests me. Something that sounds really good, has a good narrator. Um, you know, I've read about octopi. I've read about uh, Noah's, several books about the actual historical analysis of what Noah's flood might have been. One of my favorite ones was about quantum gravity, a beautiful, beautiful book by an Italian scientist. And I will actually leave the link to that one in the show notes because it's just a mesmerizing story. I know about quantum gravity, which I can't even claim to be able to explain what quantum gravity is, even after listening to this book, but it's, it's worth a read. And I was thinking, you know, I listen to all these nonfiction. I should listen to some books about writing. You know, there's some books out there that should be really useful to me as a writer about craft or as, you know, self-publisher, which I primarily am at this point, marketing, you know, branding, even the, the tradesy part of it, like formatting books and, and distribution channels, things like that. And so, of course... I did that and I was so bored. I was so bored, y'all. I was just like, uh, you know, even if this is useful information, I am not ingesting it. I'm not enjoying it. I'm, I'm like listening to five minute increments and then getting impatient and switching back to one of my nonfiction books. And if you're curious, my most recent nonfiction book is uh, The Bright Ages. 
A New History of Medieval Europe by David M. Perry and Matthew Gabriel. I follow David M. Perry on Twitter and have for a long time. A really great guy to follow. Very interesting book. Like this isn't a deep scholarly, you know, PhD thesis book. It is written for mass audience, mass consumption. And some of it I already knew, but it's really just very enjoyable to like pull the covers back and really look at the real history of medieval Europe, as opposed to a lot of the lies and mythology and ridiculousness that's have built up around it over the years. So anyway, I'm going to plug that one a little bit. Back to my point, though, that in trying to push myself to do something productive, I was actually making things worse because I was inhibiting my creativity. One of the things that I've realized as I you know, read this little post, and I'll link to it in the show notes from the excerpt from Neil Gaiman's speech, and thinking about my obsessions and the things that I love to explore, is that I was feeling guilty because I couldn't figure out how it applied to my work, my job. But as a writer and as somebody who's writing, you know, creating online courses for writers, I felt guilty about something that brings me joy. And y'all, that is no way to live. That is no way to live as writers. I'm certainly not opposed to doing uh, research and study of craft. I think it's very important, obviously. But I think we do have a tendency to get swamped by our expectation that that's what we need to be doing all the time. I need to be writing all the time. I need to be studying about writing all the time. I need to read books about writing. I need to listen to podcasts about writing. I need to only talk about writing. And it's just antithetical to the creative impulse to try to corral it 24-7 and to try to only focus on this one thing that you feel is a requirement for you to be a better writer. You know, if you've been listening to my podcast, at least I hope you know by now, that my focus is on getting you to write. There are a lot of other resources out there for helping you to write better. And I certainly do want you to write better because I want to read what you're writing and you know, you need to be at a point where you feel comfortable putting it out into the world, either as a blog post or, um, you know, an archive of our own, if it's fan fiction or self-publishing or sending it to an agent. Writing better is crucial to all of those goals. But the first thing you need to do in order to write better is to write. Ironically, sometimes when we get into these obsessions, they can also serve as a distraction from writing. And I admit that too. Sometimes I would rather listen to an audiobook all day than sit down and write. Sort of a different issue than what I'm focusing on on this podcast, but I think it's important to realize that maybe that instinct to procrastinate, that instinct to, you know, not write, might be born out of trying to corral yourself too hard, trying to whip yourself into shape, so to speak, to the point where you're exhausted and you just can't do it. Trust your obsessions, follow your obsessions, but also understand why they're there. 
They're there as part of your creative urge. And it can be anything. I, I include knitting and, and crochet and the fabric arts, um, woodworking, anything doing with your hands, cooking. If you want to explore a lot of different recipes, baking, anything where you're using different parts of your brain, different parts of your experience and engaging with something that is giving you that kind of learning high. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm doing this thing and I'm, and I'm succeeding at it. Maybe I'm not where I want to be, but wow, this cake looks great. Or, you know, this knitted cap is really neat. Can't wait to give it to my significant other or one of my family members or my friend. All of that is energy. All of that is juice for your creative impulse. And going back to what Neil Gaiman pointed out, it can also be something that you pull into the creative work that you're doing. It might be a character who loves to cook. And so you love to cook and you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to make this character into a self-insert type of, well, you don't, you don't have to, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about creating richness and depth to your characters. Somebody who learns knitting as a way to perhaps understand math. You know, to me, knitting is math made large, real, you know, concrete, three-dimensional. And so I don't understand it at all. But I could see where somebody who does knit a lot or sews or something like that can pull their understanding of that craft into a story into the idea of knitting a story or a character who's knitting their life together. I mean, they, you know, it could go on. There's a lot of shallow metaphors that we can pull into this discussion from there. And I'm trying to be a little deeper than that. But my point is, trust your obsessions. Allow them time to breathe. Focus on what is giving you joy and inspiring you creatively because you can't write all the time and you can't study writing all the time because if you try to do that it's actually going to be counterproductive to writing the stories you want to write am i encouraging you to procrastinate on writing well, maybe a little bit like sometimes you do need a break as i was saying earlier what i'm really encouraging you to do though is to trust yourself you can't put words on the page until you trust yourself to be able to put the words on the page vicious circle but a breakable one that's what i want you to think about next time you sit down to do a puzzle or read a romance novel or bake a cake or garden out back is not necessarily think about, well, how can I use this in a story? But think about how this is creating a much more complex tapestry in your life that can be fuel for your creativity, which of course means fuel for writing. I hope I gave you a little bit of insight today into trusting yourself, trusting your obsessions, the joys of writing, the importance of actually getting words written. 
<laughs> that's that's always the goal, right? So uh, if so, thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't. If you can, give me some nice votes up on the different platforms. I have Spotify, you can give a thumbs up or something to nowadays. And of course, Apple, you can leave a review. So we'd really love it if you could do something like that. I am trying to make this business a success and keep having time to write my own stories. Anyway, coming up soon, uh, out from fan fiction might even be live by the time this podcast gets posted. And then after that one, I'm working on Whip Into Shape, Secrets of an Alpha Reader. That's about halfway done. And so that'll probably go up in February. And then after that, I've thought of a new course. I'm really excited about it. The Percolator Method, which is going to be advice for pantsers on how to organize their writing life and their writing goals. Now, a lot of times we get told as pantsers, oh, well, if you get stuck, just create an outline. I'm like, well, ah! you know, that's the whole that's the whole reason I'm a pantser is because I don't want to create an outline. So I'm going to be working on that. I'm not really solid on how that course is going to go. Might be a really short one, but I'm excited about it. So stay with me, uh, subscribe and all that sort of good stuff. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for stopping by now. Go get you some writing done. Thanks for listening to me ramble on about writing here on the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim New York, and I hope this episode has helped clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration. For more podcasts and other tools, including self-paced online courses, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com no dashes, or email me at kimboo, K-I-M-B-O-O, at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, time to get some writing done.